The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. Welcome to this week's sparring session. In our sparring sessions, we invite our guests to showcase their skills in a realistic scenario. In these sessions, don't look at what I do. Look at what our guest does and learn from their style. In some of these sessions, I'm pretty easy to deal with, but usually my goal is to become the embodiment of your worst nightmare, someone who's unnaturally persistent, unnecessarily difficult, and at times a little bit socially awkward. I want these conversations to be more difficult than it would be in real life so that when you encounter these situations, you'll know exactly how to handle it. We do the same thing with our trainings and in our one-on-one coaching sessions with clients. I strongly recommend listening to the accompanying episode with our guest last week. That'll give you a little bit more context and help you to develop a better understanding for the scenario. In this sparring session, Danny is trying to get me to implement a new program at a school that recognizes the teachers who are doing exceptionally well in order to improve teacher morale. I play the role of a curmudgeon who has been in the district for a long time and I don't like change at all. My singular goal in this conversation is to block his efforts at all costs, so Danny needs to use the skills he discussed in the previous episode to negotiate with me. Here are some things that I want you to look out for during the conversation. Pay attention to how he takes his time to respond to my hostility with curiosity and how he seeks to learn before defending himself reflexively. Pay attention to how he's able to stay positive and show appreciation for the things that he agrees with, even though he disagrees with the majority of what I'm saying. And also look out for the way he's able to get to the root of my objection and dig deeper than my simple blanket rejection. And lastly, Notice how he's able to get me to join him in problem solving. He essentially recruited me to join his team despite my initial objections. And as always, before we get into this interview, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, FreshBooks, which is a cloud accounting software program that is super easy to use and really makes paperwork a lot easier to deal with. If you're interested, just check out the link in the description to sign up for a free 30-day trial. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the sparring session. Thanks for uh, stopping by today. Uh, what what brings you in? Well, Danny, listen, I'm I'm going to be honest. I, I'm a big fan of candor here, and um, yeah, I know you have this positivity message and everything that you're trying to force on us. But I just have to say, you haven't been here. I've been here for about 20 years. I've been in this district for 20 years, and this just isn't something we we do. And I know how people act in this situation. They're saying. Yeah, Danny, we like this to your face, but it's just not our culture to do something like this. So this cannot work. And I just felt the need to come to you and and let you know. Mm. Well, first of all, Mr. Kwame, let me say I so appreciate that you are coming here and telling me the truth. As a leader in my experience, that a lot of times people will smile and tell me, because I have the title principal, that my ideas are great. And I know that's not always the case. So the fact that you have the courage and that you feel confident enough, I admire that, that you come in here and share with me that you're not necessarily on board is what I'm hearing. Some of the stuff you said is is, it's just not how we do things around here. And so, you know, if, if you have a little more time to chat, do you mind explaining a bit about the history of this rich culture and how you do do things around here. Well, first of all, I, I appreciate you for recognizing my brilliance here. 
Um, <laughs> so we are, you know, we're in, this is a small town here. We're, we're, I don't want to use this, the word simple, but we have a way of doing things. We don't like change. We've been doing, there haven't been too many people coming in and out of the community. The people who try, like the people who graduate from this high school and think they're going to go do big things, always make their way back. And it's not a problem. That's just the kind of folks we are. That's And so kind of going into history about it, I remember there was another guy. His name was Jimmy Moonshine. And uh, he came in <laughs> and, he, and he tried to institute all of these all of these changes, you know, he thought he he had this hotshot degree from a Ivy League university. Uh, he must have watched way too many movies because he thought he was going to rah rah this community. He lasted three months, three months, mm. and he was broken, mm. and he left. He quit, just well, up and left. That's really indicative of I feel like the experience you are kind of putting yourself in or asking for because it's not going to be easy. Well, not even is it not going to be easy. It's going to be impossible. Just based on what I've seen, it's going to be impossible. So I just want to save you the time and just let you know we cannot, cannot do this. Hmm. I will say I do like a challenge. So a word like impossible inspires me to at least want to potentially see if there's a way around whatever obstacles uh, you're seeing. But I do want to assure you, Mr. Kwame, that I am not Jimmy Moonshine. I don't want to be Jimmy Moonshine. I'm not trying to leave in three months. I'm Danny Sunshine. And here's the thing. What attracted me the most to this community is that what you call the simple culture, the fact that people do leave but come back and that the roots are strong. This is something that I admire about the community and somewhere where I want to put down my roots and really grow. Again, I'm fascinated and I admire the courage that you have coming here and sharing this kind of information. I'm wondering, too, you know, what do you see as the obstacles? Because you said it was impossible. I said I like the challenge and maybe it won't work. I don't know. If we have time later, maybe I could explain why this is so important to me. But right now we're talking about you. And I, I want to I know what do you see as the obstacles from your perspective? I see the... The obstacle just as the people. Earlier in the conversation, I mentioned people are going to look at your face and smile and say, yeah, Danny, this is a great idea and everything. But I'm telling you, the people who have been your best supporters, and I don't think this is something against them. I don't think they're intentionally lying to you. I just don't think they have the capacity to put forward the work. To be more specific, it's not so much the capacity, uh, like cognitively or emotionally or something. I think they want to do mm. it, but I just don't think the way that the school is structured right now really provides us with the bandwidth to institute another committee. I think people are going to burn out. I think they genuinely want to do it, but I think they're going to burn out. Actually, I know they're going to burn out. They have too much on their plates, and to add another mm -hmm. a feel-good committee, I don't get it. They're not going to be able to do it. I know I, I certainly won't be able to do it. I yeah. won't be able to do it, and I don't want to try and, and waste my time. Gotcha. Burnout is, is something that I, I want to be very sensitive to. I mean, that's something that plagues our industry. Most teachers and then even administrators that are new, they leave, just like uh, Jimmy Moonshine. They take off. And I'm curious— you talked about that burnout and having too much on the plate. What would you cut? What committees do we not need here? What's kind of just like extra that might buy us the bandwidth you're talking about? I see a lot of superfluous committees, to be honest. I think the, um, the committee that supports a lot of our extracurricular activities can be reduced or eliminated. We have 60% of our teachers are on that committee. I'd, why? 
Why are they on 60%. that? 60%. 60%. I think that could be one person. That could be limited yeah. to one person. The athletics committee, we, we have an athletic director. I don't know why we need three or four other teachers being a committee to make sure everything's going well. The, the athletic director is competent. The way that it's set up, there are a few committees that are already in place that just the rules of the school need bodies on it. And I think maybe at a time that served a purpose. But right now, I, I don't see why so many teachers are there. So I think that's one of the reasons why we don't have enough bandwidth. And it's because we have too many people doing too many things. You know, per the rules of the school, are those in stone? Are they flexible? Can we amend those those rules? I guess, I'll, to be honest, nobody's tried. I, we, we never even thought to. We just thought that's the way it's always been. So you're a straight shooter, Mr. Kwame. What do you think of that idea of amending the rules? Is that something that would cause a lot of conflict or would people be open to that? I think there'd be initial resistance just because it's like amending the rules. They've always been like that and they've been working. But I think if we were able to explain why we're amending the rules in order to give people more space and and bandwidth to do things that they actually enjoy, I don't think we'd have a problem at all as long as it's well articulated. You think that's a good direction to move in? I do, actually. I think that that would be a really good first step. Would you like to help out with that initiative? Yeah, I think that that would be a good way to really uh, free up some time and mind space for our teachers. And I think that would have a positive impact on the students as well because they they feel less stressed. Yeah. And I think, you know, here's the thing. You walked in today and you told me just as it is. And I, I so admire that. I'm guessing that the staff knows you in that way, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm they st- do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting to know you, so uh, you know, I apologize for that. But I'm excited that you're on the team. If you see this as a way to improve the school, I'd be honored if, if you would partner with me and, and help roll that out. Maybe that would buy the bandwidth for the celebration committee. Maybe not. But at the least, it sounds like it would be steps in the right direction. Let's go ahead and try that. I'd be down for that. All right, Mr. Kwame, that's great. Before we finish up this episode, I have a few questions for you. Does your job do professional development training? Are you looking for a workshop for your next conference? Does your profession require effective communication or dispute resolution? If so, a negotiation training seminar might be what you need. I've had the opportunity to do these trainings around the country, and I'd love to swing by your neck of the woods. Our customized negotiation seminars are as fun as they are informative. You'll not only discover the keys to negotiation and persuasion, you'll also have the opportunity to practice these skills in a safe environment with a negotiation simulation. And at the end of the seminar, you'll be able to communicate confidently, resolve disputes effectively, and get what you want out of your next negotiation. And as an added bonus, if you let us know far enough in advance, we can get these trainings certified for continuing education credits. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email to learn more. Hey, I'm Michael Kovnat, host of the Next Big Idea Daily. The show is a masterclass in better living from some of the smartest writers around. Every morning, Monday through Friday, we'll serve up a quick 10-minute lesson on how to strengthen your relationships, supercharge your creativity, boost your productivity, and more. Follow the Next Big Idea Daily wherever you get your podcasts. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. 
Subscribe to Redefining Work today. This was really good, expert level stuff. Starting it off, I came at you with fire, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> off the jump. And um, I even made, made fun of your name and everything. But you, yeah. you kept your cool and you responded by saying, I appreciate something. You can always find like one thing about the something somebody says right. that you can appreciate. And even if somebody says it in a way that's offensive, one of the things that they say in Getting to Yes is, or one of the, the trilogy of their books, maybe it was Getting Past No, but it was, you almost like pretend as if what they said was reasonable. And you, right. you flip it back yeah. to them and say, I appreciate that. That makes a lot of sense. And you, you reframe it in a way that's reasonable. Yeah. And you yeah, did yeah. that really well. When I pushed you uh, to kind of defend yourself or I just attacked you, what you did really well is that you didn't take the bait to kind of go tit for tat on point by point. What you did that was really great was you, um, you listened to what I said. You said you appreciate it. You kind of gave a mini summary. I, I understand that, blah, blah, blah. And then you gave one or two sentences to explain your point, but then you shifted right back to a curious mindset and asked an open-ended question to learn more about what I wanted. And as you did that, you started off with really wide questions, broad questions. And as you started to see where there were openings or possibilities or areas for flexibility, your questions mm -hmm. started to get more and more specific mm -hmm. until you uh, honed in on the major issue, which wasn't that, hey, we don't make change. That's what the position was at first. But the real interest behind it was we don't have enough bandwidth. What, right. you know, what can, changes can you make? You were collaborative throughout and you brought this tough guy <laughs> onto your team at the end to, <laughs> to help you to make change. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to uh, participate in. So that does happen in real life. And then there's times you put your foot in your mouth and, <laughs> you know, that's always unfortunate. But you learn from those mistakes. It makes you better. Absolutely. And the thing is, like, when you're asking great questions, it makes it less likely to happen. You're more likely to offend somebody with like a statement than a question. It's not only is it effective, but it also has a, a defensive purpose as well, because it gives you a little bit more, actually not a little bit, a lot more margin for error during the conversations, because this could be heated. And my character was the kind of guy that would have jumped onto any vulnerability that you provided in the, mm. in the conversation, mm -hmm. but yeah, you, yeah. you didn't give me any openings. You didn't make mistakes in that way. So that was, that was smart. You know, maybe it's a bit of uh, the educator training, but the best classes I taught was when I talk the, the least, mm. right? And so when you lead with great questions and to bring it full circle to what you said in, in the beginning of the debrief, this idea of being curious, that is a good mindset to have just for life, right? If you're walking through life as a curious individual, you could see the uh, sense of awe, the inspiration. You can just be excited, right? Because you're curious about what the heck is going on in life. And when you are negotiating when you're in conflict and you're asking questions and like you said not labeling necessarily or making too many statements and when you get the other person to talk you can get that valuable information that you need to get somebody on your side and i didn't know how you would play it so to tell you the truth i was, I was a bit nervous as we met at <laughs> podcast movement and you said you know you you really uh go after the person or whatever and I was fully prepared to say, you know what, Mr. Kwame, it doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem that you want to support this initiative. And I could be OK with not winning you over. Let's maybe revisit this at a later time or whatever. I was ready to cut you off mm -hmm. if we had to. 
but it worked out in this scenario, and, and that's good. Yeah, you know what's cool about these uh, role plays is that honestly, I don't know where it's going to go <laughs> right, <laughs> before. Right, right, right. But, but you led me down a path that I think that worked really well. I was like, oh, you know, that makes sense. Cool. Well, yes. Before you go, let the audience know where they can find your material and, and whatnot. Predominantly, I work with uh, school leaders, and you could get all my stuff, free resources, the blog, podcast, betterleadersbetterschools.com. On basically every social media channel, I'm Alien Earbud, just because that makes no sense. As a former, <laughs> as a former English teacher, I love word games, and there's a word game called an anagram where you take letters and you mix them up and you spell new words. I think that's interesting. And so Daniel Bauer, my given name, when you mix up all the letters, it spells out one one iteration, Alien Earbud, and I like that visual. I like an alien. You know, let's say it's a forty twenty, and they've got the iPhone Z now, and they got earbuds <laughs> in their ears, right? So I like that. I like that illustration. So betterleadersbetterschools.com, alien earbud on social media. If I can help in any way, I would love to do that. Sounds good. Well, thanks again for joining us. This was really, really fun. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.